Hello, I'm Gemma Godfrey. And I'm Phoebe Kaufman. And this is Money Camp IU class. We're going to take, you know, a little bit of a side trail today. That's It's not not about the housewives, but it's it's about, uh, you know, a, a tenant of reality television, which is keeping up with the Kardashians. And kind of specifically, we're going to kind of think about this final season and what's, what's really happening there. Because this is a big moment. It's a big moment culturally that this is ending. I was thinking that this is like the most insignificant, significant cultural moment, but perhaps it's also the most significant, insignificant American cultural moment. It, I mean, it, it's like, it did kind of change TV and it also, maybe it didn't change TV, but maybe the family's rise, like Kim's rise arguably changed what a celebrity is. A lot of people uh, would attribute it to Paris Hilton. I think yeah. Paris Hilton would attribute it to Paris Hilton. Um, to me, it's interesting because it, it also just calls back to that Baudrillard tangent I went off of where Kim was Paris Hilton's like, like object. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. that Kim kind of took that in, ate that up. And then, you know, it's like the lip flip in a uh, Botox where you yeah. put uh, the Botox like in your upper lip so it like flips up. I feel like that's mm-hmm. kind of what happened to uh, Interesting. <laughs> Yeah. And now she's bigger than everyone. And I think that Paris Hilton, um, I mean, we'll talk about the Paris Hilton doc another time, but you know, the Paris Hilton doc, I think that she with like the whole trauma shit, I think she's yeah. clamoring. I think that's like part of her clamoring, but Kim is like, she's right. Kim has no trauma. Kim well, like, refuses the trauma narrative. I think that that's it. I think that Kim has, I mean, what is, who, I think it's a, what is trauma? But um, oh. I think, but I think that you're right that Kim does refuse the trauma narrative. I think for her, she has other stuff to talk about. Yeah, and she doesn't really. I mean, that's an interesting part about the Kardashians is they're kind of like, they are like kind of revealing so much of themselves and that's kind of what they're doing. And that's what they really want you to think that they're doing. And they are to an extent, but there's so much that you know that they're not telling you. Like, and then sometimes be like, oh, I'm not gonna say this in front of the camera, but what I thought, so I, I, for this, for, for my job, which is, I like, you know, binged my way through season 19 and watched the first episode of season 20. And season 19 is really interesting because of how much you get to see of their houses. Cause you never get to see that. And like, it's like these views that they never really show. And you kind of get this insight into them as like reality television performers because they know how to, they know their angles, they know how to put the ringlet, you know, it's like a very, it's like a new, a new sort of window into their, um, into their lives. And like, I feel like COVID may be partly why they thought this is the right time to end the show. Yeah, a part for me that was really interesting with the um, uh, season 19, which I thought was like the most boring season, but kind of boring maybe as like um, not, like boring as like an aesthetic technique almost mm-hmm. um, or like boredom as something that's like relatable instead of, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, yeah. like they're trying to 
relate to the masses. The masses were bored. So they were like, quote unquote, bored. But something that was striking to me was Kylie. Um, Because you could see, I mean, we all know how much bronzer Kylie uses. Um, But you could just see the line on her forehead because the makeup she was wearing and she was like recording herself on her iPhone or Zoom or something. That was not the right makeup for the for the lighting or for yeah. the for the camera, which was which was like fun to see because you know we were talking about Jen from SLC, who I mean my argument was like her makeup um, isn't SLC makeup, and that's why she doesn't make sense. She's using makeup like a Kardashian, but she's in Salt Lake City, not Los Angeles. And I think that it is the main, I mean, I just saw the drunk get ready with me <laughs> with uh, Kylie and Kendall. Mm-hmm. And literally their makeup is for the, like, that's just like, because it's the lighting. Like I don't wear makeup because the lighting I'm in is like natural and normal. So I do, and if I wear makeup, it's like a natural look, but they're always being watched on camera well, in the in the in the bitch sesh interview with Andy Cohen, where he's plugging his new show, which I cannot wait to watch. I know. Uh, he says he like interviews because so basically what he's doing in the show, right, is he's he's lifting up the curtain behind reality TV. I'm so interested how they're gonna do that and like what that actually means. Cause they're not, you know, they can't tell us too much. Like it'll, you know, they're, they're choosing how to keep That'll us. That'll ruin reality TV if he tells us too much. Exactly, which will be a really interesting thing to figure out, to see how they figure that out. But the Kardashians, he talks about like, he has an interview with the Kardashians and he's like the amount of lighting and people that it takes to have the Kardashians be that level is absolutely crazy and like I was thinking about that and I was like of course like think about how much light they lighting because they look up great like and everything looks everything's part of that sheen which I want to talk about but like you know if you imagine like I always think about the kids growing up on camera and like I'm like oh they're on camera but like they're just so used to having like 30 crew members just in their house you know like it's it's just I don't know if that's that, that interesting, but somehow that just like is kind of like, it, it's it's a little like shocking to me in a way. You well, know? it's just like a whole social atmosphere. And it's also like, it's the difference between like the, the first gen Kardashians and then the Jenners. Cause in the, I mean, it's, there's, I was also thinking about this, uh, t- the Terrence McKenna quote. Mm-hmm. that I sent you that was like um it's like the most I'll just read some of it it's like the most famous I'm not cool for looking at it but here we go we have to create culture don't watch tv don't read magazines don't even listen to NPR create your own roadshow the nexus of space and time where you are now is the most immediate sector of your universe and if you're worrying about Michael Jackson Kim Kardashian or Bill Clinton, Donald Trump, or somebody else, uh, Jill Biden, then you are disempowered. You're giving it up away icons. Yeah. Shit brained. Yeah. Well, I I mean, I think that's an interesting thing about Kim that I've always thought is like be kind of a she's a little bit of an idol. It's a little idol worshiping, you know? It's like gets pretty. But um, I I like just like briefly began 
Life of Kylie because it came on my Hulu right after I finished mm-hmm. season 19. And like, that's a whole other bag of war. I mean, she's just like, she's just like not really a real person. <laughs> like, it's crazy. Like her best, she's like, this is my crew. And it's like her assistant and her makeup artist in Georgia. Anyway. Well, yeah. Right. Can I say like, I'd like to, can I say like two quick things about that? Of course. Yeah. Well, so the, the first is that, um, so in the drunk, get ready with me with Kendall and Kylie, you can just tell that it's like a whole different attitude towards the camera because they grew up in front of the camera. Yeah. Um, so they get wasted in like probably 90 minutes. They have 10 shots of tequila, which is a lot. It's impressive. I would, I would die probably you would be drunk <laughs> you'd be tipsy i'd have a good time <laughs> you'd have a good time i'd be like vomiting in the corner anyway but they start ruining the set which is like hilarious they literally start like punching through the oh. background paper and taking off their hair extensions and like dangling them in front of the camera then there's like a b camera shot that shows like them dangling the hair extensions in front of the A camera. Um, and it's just really funny because you can just you can just tell that like their attitude towards the camera is like one of play. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like one of a job. It's like one of like what can, you know, it's like, it's like the whole breaking the fourth wall type shit, but yeah. them it's like literally breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. <laughs> breaking the wall. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was like, season 19 was kind of shocking to me like the big Kylie Kendall blow up because like they kind of don't ever like Kylie basically I don't know what the fuck her contract is but she like isn't on keeping up with the Kardashians for like two years because she like hid away also she talked about in season 19 how she basically put herself on house arrest when she was pregnant well house arrest in a space bigger than my entire building so no I know but like it's just like crazy but she she was like it reminds me of being pregnant and she was kind of nostalgic and I was like dude what like but I always thought that like but I like thinking and I don't like thinking about it I mean I guess I do but like Kylie is Kylie and Kendall both Kylie I think a little more so are truly like have developed like genuine mental illnesses from like their lives Kylie is basically like an agoraphobic like there's articles about her like that she says like I basically don't leave my house like I try my hardest not to leave my house like and that's interesting in terms of this whole COVID era when when they show the Kardashians because like you know it's it's too boring of a take to be like they're so privileged and their mansions being locked up like I don't really care you know what I mean like whatever but I did think these elements of like like rich people who think like they're they're not going to be affected by things because they're basically not affected by anything in the world like they still kind of act like they're not going to be affected like they fully gather Chloe goes to the casino and like gets COVID and like but like Kim, when Kim's in her house and Kanye's sick, she's like, I've never done this. She basically admits to having never been in charge of her four children and her household by herself ever in her life. Like, and she says like, since I've given birth to North, like I've never like spent any time. And she says like, I've never spent any time alone, which is like not true. But like, you know, it is interesting like this, like Kim is actually like by herself trying to take care of her kids and she's terrible at it. Like, like her kids are like getting all mad at her, you know, like there's this whole, and like North has grown into like a terror of a child. <laughs> I go. But um, I thought that was like, 
kind of an interesting out and Courtney of course like is having the best time of her life and like you know yeah well I don't think I don't think Kim's a bad mom I just think that she's like I like think a mom or not not a bad mom I just you know um I think she just has a nanny all the time she has like full-time help she probably has like two to three nannies she has four kids oh at least at they probably least. each have their own nanny True. plus the crew she has the crew she has yeah. the Kardashian so they are surrounded by people. They are essentially a very social group. Like they don't have to do things alone. That just makes that just makes me think of. Um, so I don't, you know, I've never actually read Nick Land, yeah. who's, you know, who's like a total fascist who lives in China now, mm. but um, I think he lives in Beijing now. But he's an accelerationist. And I haven't read any of him, but I think acceleration, like, again, as like an aesthetic concept or not as something that I believe in, like, I'm not for it, but I, but I do see a lot of it. And mm. from my basic under, you know, it's just like, it's just when like the culture speeds up in a way that like, t- I guess technology allows it to, um, but some, something I find so interesting that I actually think is like, a type of cultural accelerationism is that that shift with the with the children um and uh whatever her name is i think it was like ashton kutcher's ex what ex-wife was like I've been, yeah i think demi moore was like I'm, i've been really into watching this like uh inland uh fertility cult recently and she was talking about the kardashians <laughs> um you know what i mean but yeah. but they are kind of a fertility cult. Oh. And I think that the thing that allows them, because back back in the day, you you had a lot of kids because women stayed home. Yes. And poor people had a lot of kids because they didn't have access to birth control. And it's like religion. And, and you could still say that happens. Oh. Now you see celebrities, the uber rich, the uber busy, whatever busy means for them having a lot of kids because of this type of weird accelerationist, which again, like the lip flip has totally flipped the roles where now it's just like, you can afford to have kids because you can afford to have the nannies to take care of them. Mm -hmm. And I think that that actually can, I mean, we can keep talking about um, this, but that to me, that pulls me into season one of episode 20. Yeah, and you can tell that then this because the season is going to be focused on Chloe trying to have a second baby. Exactly. Well, Which is, yeah, fascinating. Well, because and I'll just say the fact with this, okay. and then yeah, then go on because I know you have something incredible yeah. to say. But um, I don't know. It's all happening outside of her. I know. I mean, okay, so yes, so yes, they can have they have they can have kids because they have money, but they also. Kim has had two surrogates. Chloe is doing an intense IVF IVF process and probably a surrogacy. Mm -hmm. So like they also have the means to like, they use medical technology. Like that's why they're like, they kind of are like genetically engineering themselves to have children. Like, Like in a natural world, whatever that means. And I'm not saying that like having a baby through a surrogate isn't, I mean, having a baby through a surrogate is like insanely ethically complicated and like pretty bad. And like, like- California is one of the only states where it's legal. I read, a, I read this book called Full Surrogacy Now, which was like 
pretty crazy about like labor, the labor ethics behind it. And it's like pretty insane. But like, you know, they- it's legal in California, it's not legal in most American states. Right. And most, most yeah, of I know. the surrogates are like in the global South. They're like these huge, like, like- They're in India. Yeah, in India of like very poor Indian women. But then rich Indian, it's like the families that do it are some of them are white, but most of them are rich Indian families that like get the, the surrogates. But like, you know, and then, and then, you know, this is like a whole other conversation probably, but like the fact that Kim's surrogate is black and like they have all this, like they have all, like she has half black children and she has a black husband, but like this black woman is being used for labor. I mean, that's the whole thing, but like, I've been watching, so I finished, basically a while ago, I finished um, watching New York for the, Real Housewives of New York for the second time. And I started watching the Kardashians from like season 10. And that's basically before anybody really has, it's like right, it's like after Kim has had North or right out or some, while she's pregnant. But the amount of content on the show that's about eggs and pregnancy is bonkers the fact that it's like the most that they won how many awards and they're basically just being pregnant on screen and going to the doctor i mean it's just like what like and and i would love to talk about like the egg the egg scandal because it is ever present and like one time i was watching it and i was like kind of stoned and i couldn't really i wasn't really listening and chloe said like what if i can't produce an egg and this was like pre trist it was like whatever it was a while ago but i thought she said like what if i can't produce an heir and like i feel like that's such a present narrative in the kardashians like like i watched the episode you know in my rewatching where chris gets like that letter from like a prominent family that wants to buy her eggs and their royalty and she's like what if i was royalty and like what if I had a royal child? And like, because they basically are like the royal family in America. I mean, they're not, they're not because they're not ugly and weird. But like, but like, they are ugly and weird. Yeah, they are ugly. <laughs> but like the, but I just think that like the fertility cult to me, like what I always first go to is like this idea of, of ensuring a legacy and like assuring in some way, kind of like this kind of eternal life. And I think that like, the surrogacy thing for Kim to me always reminds me of like she's not putting her body through it because she wants to like be as healthy healthy you know in a, in the sense of like what Kim what healthy means Kim Kardashian like she doesn't want to like yeah she has a, she had bad pregnancies but like she doesn't want to fuck up her body again like she's so weird about her body like she doesn't want to fuck up her body again but she wants kids and like that's the ultimate like privilege of the rich is that they can have what they and, and they can have what they want to the extent of just having a, uh, like having somebody else have their baby you know yeah I mean the doctor tells Kim and then the doctor tells Chloe in season one if you have another kid there's a higher than usual chance for death yeah I mean she she definitely is and they're they're they are not great Courtney is the only like fully fertile one without any complications. Chloe Which is funny because uh, um, Chris Jenner is the most fertile. Chris Jenner is super fertile. Yeah. And and Courtney and Chris Jenner have the most antagonistic relationship. And I always think that that's really uh, like that's something to note. 
And also Courtney's the only one who like has kids with like a white guy, like a white Jewish guy. It's very, I mean, I think it's genuinely competitive. Like I think like when you're rewatching and like it's earlier when like Courtney's just about to have a baby, like she has a lot of power. Like before she has Mason, like she has so much more power than she has in the later seasons. Like she's like sitting there like kind of rubbing her stomach and like Kim totally goes second to her. Like is totally submissive to her. And then as soon as Kim starts having kids and then Kim has four kids, she's like, it's so competitive with Courtney. And like, I think that that's like a huge, I don't know. I do, I do think that's a whole part about their like everyone's dynamic with Courtney is that like, she was kind of like the first one to pop them out. And she's like, so prideful about being a mother, but you know, but in their family, there's that microcosm of that, like the question that's like in society perennially of like, um, like working mother versus stay at home mother. And Courtney's very much like, I'm a stay at home mom. That's I want to do. Like, I don't want to work. And Kim's like, I work, you know, that's like a very, it's a very classic like struggle that they're engaged in. Yeah, there's this, um, but I mean, if Courtney heard this podcast, um, <laughs> she would be like, no, I am a working mom because she does yeah. push. But, you know, there's yeah, that, um, there were all those like second wave feminists in like what, like the 70s and 80s who with that um, uh, wages for housework. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's this really incredible movie by Lizzie Borden. She changed her name to Lizzie Borden, by the mm-hmm. way. She wasn't named after the serial killer. She named herself mm-hmm. after the serial killer called Born in Flames, which is about like this group of like, um, like, like Marxist black lesbians uh, in this kind of like sci-fi, not, not sci-fi, but it's like an imagined future mm-hmm. where America has like created through Congress, like wages for housework, like women are getting wages for housework. So it's this imagined future where that happens, but you know, racism persists obviously, but also like there's like a rise in like rape cases, like misogyny persists, like even within Mm -hmm. wages for housework, like women are still being raped on the street and these like black lesbian Marxists anarchists they uh they 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 form these like bicycle groups and and anyway it's just it's just basically about how like how like the i mean one of the one of one of the morals of the story is that like the real enemy of capitalism blah 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 it's not about wages for housework it's about misogyny and it's about racism and it's about intersectionality and i think that the kardashians are kind of like a perfect example of that because as you were saying it's like you know, and also Kim, Kim, so I was watching the the Vogue interview with Kim and she was like COVID, she doesn't say it and she doesn't say COVID was a blessing, but she basically, she was like, I'm lucky COVID happened because I, like my whole job is like loungewear, you know? I know, I love that. And I was just like, like, it's obvious, like, I don't think that like Kim, I don't think that Kris Jenner like controls like the world, like, I don't think she has the atomic codes or can decide what illnesses or like global pandemics, but it is just so wild that um, Kim had, like, even with the social media, Kim has this like superwoman foresight. Yeah. It, it, you know, because she's always kind of like ahead of the curve. I, I forget what was, right. And I think that that's somehow like 
like ties into this weird type of like like hegemonic futurism yeah or like totally like i like identity politics capitalism whereas you were saying like what's the goal the goal is that like kim kardashian is our first woman president <laughs> all those words suddenly become empty signifiers right well yeah and i mean i think i think that the that the idea of them like that kim is like always going to predict I don't know, like she did predict social, like she did kind of make, she did, maybe she didn't predict it, but maybe she made it. I mean, I think they're just good at capitalizing on things. Like, I think she just got a good vibe. You know, I think she has enough people behind her, like there's enough team to like, you know, be able to ut like utilize a moment the best way that she can. Um, but like thinking about those like empty signifiers and stuff, like, so I was thinking about the, the egg, kind of thing and like this is a little different sorry but like the egg kind of like symbol that's ever present and like you know we were talking about circuits a lot and like I think this like this this roundness like in the in the season 19 you get to see Kim's living room and then you see Chris's Palm Springs living room and every piece of furniture is round like it's all rounded there's no there's no edges and I think that that is interesting because I don't think they have edges because they can't because like they're like public figures and like they can't have any sharp there's no sharp things it's like it's like a baby proofed house like you can't be sharp and then the color of everything like Malika's baby shower those that just that, that like literally somehow like grotesque balloon hallway where oh. everything's like skin tones it's like dark brown and like that fucking mauve that everyone that Kim loves and like the tan and everyone's wearing little round bare ears and it's it's not sexy or cute it's truly like grotesque it's like body parts it's like and Malika's hugely pregnant and she's got like big round boobs and a big round belly and everything's these little circles and I was like this is aesthetically like mind blowing and like horrifying and the colors too like kim's color palette like the skin tone thing about the palette and like the way that the skims add and even her more recent like she's totally adopted this style of photography for her ads but like she's like wearing she's like wearing a skims which is like the same color as her body like the shape when the shapewear launched it was like the same color as her body it's like totally latex totally on your body and then like you know, she's shot, like, all the women are shot, like, cyborgs, like, they're shot, like, you know, hands to the side, looking in the distance, and it's, like, it's, like, they're disappearing, it's, like, the barely there, you know, it's, like, but, like, I think that, um, and this is a total tangent, and I'm just gonna say it, because it cracks me up, like, my mom was here, and we were, like, driving around, and she was, like, what is with these cars, like, all the new cars have, like, like, milky finish, and I was, like, that literally looks like Kim Kardashian's color palette, like, and like, I think there's something about like, there's something, there's something in that about the colors. Like there's something like eternal about those colors. Like they don't fade because they're not primary colors and they're not signifiers. They're like somewhere in the body. It's like, yeah, I don't know. I was just thinking. Well, skin yeah. and skims. Skims. Sounds so much like skin. Exactly. And you know, skin is, it's kind of, it's like disgusting. 
like skin is kind of like a disgusting thing. And it's like, it's, it's like our external, uh, you know, that Cronenberg movie, the fly. Mm-hmm. And the most, the nastiest person is just to peel off his fingernails yeah. and his fucking skin just turn like his skin turns inside out. Like, or, or, or like, an, it's like even like a parody and like Scooby-Doo when someone takes off the face mask, yeah. like skin yeah to like capitalize and it's not a race it's not like a racial thing but it's like to capitalize on the color of skin because it's weird because it's like saying that to capitalize on the color of your skin it sounds like it's like totally like racialized but I think that for the Kardashians and it is but I think that for the Kardashians it's literally about the aesthetics Mm -hmm. devoid of any politics yeah. which is the, the textbook definition, which is the textbook definition of fascism is aesthetics devoid of politics. Well, I was saying that with the order and the argument. Yeah. Right. And right. And, and because I, uh, there's so much in what you just said, that was great because it's like, you have the circularity. <laughs> the right. No, because once you start to think about it, it all kind of like, but I just always go back to the, like, this is, I'm like, my brain is turning into slush. I don't know where I am. It's like in the anals and owls, whatever of power. I'm like totally confused. I feel depressed. I want to jump off a bridge into reality. Mm-hmm. I want to like kill myself because I think that like, that's going to open up a reality. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, it's not like, not like suicidal, but it's like, um, it, it's just like, it, once you become too, too deep in this, it consumes you and you want out. Um, yeah. Anyway. But I was thinking about Luann in the uh, the latest season of uh, Real Housewives. She has that circular house in a um, oh my god, not Croton on Hudson, but what's it called? Kingston. Kingston. She's in. Uh, she's in where my evil boss uh, used to live. That's um, my haunt, Kingston Mall. Right, but she has that circular house there. And when her and Dorinda have that lunch, Dorinda is like, yeah, well, you know what they say about circles? The devil can't come in. Mm-hmm. There's nowhere for the devil to hide in, in all the circles. I, I don't know. There's just, there's, there is something like very um, circular, something very like strangely curved about like nude palettes. It's, it's weird because it's, it's also just like this expression of normalcy. Like when, um, when you wear like a nude palette on your face, it's like the whole natural dewy look. It's camouflage. Even though you're wearing, right, camouflage. Uh, camouflage into normalcy. Because I, I like, um, well, first of all, Roundhouse, real quick. My mom's friend, Richard, the baker. Is <laughs> I, love, big, I love his bread. <laughs> he's building a roundhouse and he like did not shut up about it at Christmas. He was like, Gemma, the feng shui is unmatched. And I was like, okay, sure, I believe you. But um. Anyway, so I have this idea. The skin thing is super. I mean, I'm always interested in, especially with the skins thing, because Kim is like so skinny, like skin, eh, not skinny. I mean, she she's not skinny. Whatever, you know what I mean. Skin full. She's full of skin. Okay, and like she, but she's kind of like bolstered by all these other layers of skin. And let's not forget, she has eczema, so she has a total obsession and like contentious relationship with her skin. And, but like, she's, she's like, she's like sealed up. Like the idea that she has like body makeup on, 
that does change her skin tone. So she can camouflage into any, so you're talking about like, you know, capitalize on skin tone. She, as well as the rest of the Kardashians, play with their makeup in a way where they are doing, like Kim got accused of doing blackface. Like she is performing blackface like a lot of the time, even in their like, the way they, their, their garb, the way they dress up. 